You're listening to the Holy Bible One Year Challenge with master storyteller Michael Wood, featuring the easy-to-read version and used by permission from Bible Week International. Enjoy the show! Hello, everyone. Welcome to Day 167. We are beginning the book of 1 Kings, and I will be giving a more detailed introduction later in this episode. We're also continuing in the book of Acts, and we have met... Cornelius, a Roman officer, and of course, Peter, who has been transformed by the Holy Spirit. And the big deal in today's episode is when Peter opens up the gospel, and therefore salvation, to people who are not Jewish. And you have to understand, that is very revolutionary. And through divine intervention, an angel has spoke to both Cornelius and Peter, and we get to hear a quick recap of some of the visions and the things the angel said to bring them together. And it is through the baptism of Cornelius and his family and friends, we see that the gospel is open to all people from around the world. If you enjoy the show, visit me at patreon.com forward slash storymaster. You'll find the link in the description box below. By contributing as little as $1 per month, you will enable me to continue this ministry. And you'll get cool rewards too. Together, we're going to get through the Bible in one year. Let's get started. The Book of 1 Kings, an introduction. The Book of 1 Kings continues the story about David's kingdom. It begins with the end of David's life and the beginning of Solomon's rule as king. Solomon ruled Israel after his father, David. For most of his life, Solomon was a wise and just king. In fact, he was so wise that other rulers from distant lands came to speak with him. Solomon also directed the building of God's temple in Jerusalem. He wanted to follow his father's wish to build a proper place for God's presence on earth. Now, it would be in the temple instead of the holy tent that God's people carried with them through the desert. Solomon did many great things and is still remembered for his wisdom. But Solomon did not always do what God told him to do. From the time of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, God had told his people not to marry people from other nations. God knew that this would lead the Israelites to worship false gods. But Solomon did not obey this wise command. 1 Kings tells us that Solomon had many wives and slave women. These many women were from all over the world, and they brought their false gods with them into Solomon's house. In time, Solomon's relationships with these women led to relationships with their gods. He even built temples to honor these false gods. Because Solomon worshipped false gods, God caused his kingdom to split into two parts. The northern part was called Israel, and the southern part was called Judah. After Solomon's death, the twelve Israelite tribes were divided between these two kingdoms. This period of time is often called the divided kingdom. During this time, there were many battles between the two kingdoms, and many Israelites doubted that God was still with them. People wondered if they could trust God to take care of them. As 1 Kings continues the story of First and Second Samuel, it also continues the stories about 
the prophets. First Kings chapter 17 begins the story of the prophet Elijah. And this story continues into 2 Kings. Elijah fought against the worship of idols and false gods in the northern kingdom of Israel. The kings in the north persecuted the people who followed God. They demanded that other gods like Baal be worshipped. But Elijah spoke God's message to these kings. God protected Elijah and gave him power to do amazing miracles. In this way, God showed Israel how faithful he is to those who trust him. Let us begin. 1 Kings chapter 1. Adonijah wants to be king. King David was very old and could not keep warm. His servants covered him with blankets, but he was still cold. So they said to him, We will find a young woman to take care for you. She will lie next to you and keep you warm. So the king's servants began looking everywhere in the land of Israel for a beautiful woman to keep the king warm. They found a young woman named Abishag from the town of Shunem and brought her to the king. She was very beautiful. She cared for the king and served him. But King David did not have sex with her. Adonijah was the son of King David and his wife, Haggith. He was born after Absalom. Adonijah was a very handsome man. King David never corrected his son Adonijah, and he never made him explain his actions. Adonijah became very proud and decided that he would be the next king. He wanted very much to be the king, so he got himself a chariot, horses, and 50 men to run ahead of him. Adonijah talked with Joab, son of Zuriah, and with Abiathar the priest. They decided to help make him the new king, but several important men did not join Adonijah. They were Zadok the priest, Benaiah son of Jehoiada, Nathan the prophet, Shimei, Ray, and King David's special guard. One day at Zoheleth Rock near En-Rogel, Adonijah sacrificed some sheep, cattle, and fat calves. He invited his brothers, the other sons of King David, and all the officers from Judah. But he did not invite his brother Solomon, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah, or the men in the king's special guard. When Nathan heard about this, he went to Solomon's mother Bathsheba and asked her, Have you heard what Haggith's son Adonijah is doing? He is making himself king, and our master King David knows nothing about it. You and your son Solomon are in danger. But I will tell you what to do to save yourself. Go to King David and tell him, My lord and king, you promised me that my son Solomon would be the next king after you. So why is Adonijah becoming the new king? Then, while you are still talking with him, I will come in. After you leave, I will tell the king what has happened. This will show that what you said is true. So Bathsheba went in to see the king in his bedroom. The king was very old. Abishag, the girl from Shunem, was caring for him there. Bathsheba bowed down to the ground before the king. The king asked, What can I do for you? Bathsheba answered, Sir, 
you made a promise to me in the name of the Lord your God. You said, your son Solomon will be the next king after me. He will sit on my throne. Now you don't know this, but Adonijah is making himself king. He is giving a big fellowship meal. He has killed many cattle and the best sheep, and he has invited all your sons to the meal. He also invited Abiathar, the priest, and Joab, the commander of your army. But he did not invite your faithful son Solomon. Now, my lord and king, all the Israelites are watching you. They are waiting for you to decide who will be the next king after you. If you don't decide, then after you die, these men will say that Solomon and I are criminals. While Bathsheba was still talking with the king, Nathan the prophet came to see him. The servants told the king, Nathan the prophet is here. Nathan went in and bowed down with his face to the ground before the king. He said, My lord and king, did you announce that Adonijah will be the new king after you? Have you decided that he will rule the people now? Today he went down into the valley to offer a sacrifice of cattle, fat calves and sheep. He invited all your other sons, the commanders of the army, and Abiathar the priest. They are now eating and drinking with him, and they are saying, Long live King Adonijah! But he did not invite me, or Zadok the priest, or Benaiah son of Jehoiada, or your son Solomon. My lord and king, did you do this without telling us? Please tell us, who will be the next king after you? Then King David said, Tell Bathsheba to come in. So she came in and stood before the king. Then the king made a promise. The Lord has saved me from every danger. As surely as he lives, I make this promise to you. Today, I will do what I promised you in the past. I made that promise by the power of the Lord, the God of Israel. I promised that your son, Solomon, would be the next king after me. I promised that he would take my place on my throne, and I will keep my promise. Then Bathsheba bowed down with her face to the ground before the king and said, Long live King David! Then King David said, Tell Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, and Benaiah son of Jehoiada to come in here. So the three men came in to meet with the king. Then the king said to them, Take my officers with you. Put my son Solomon on my mule and take him to Gihon Spring. There, Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet will anoint him to be the new king of Israel. Blow the trumpet and announce, This is the new king, Solomon. Then come back here with him. Solomon will sit on my throne and be the new king in my place. I have chosen him to be the ruler of Israel and Judah. Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, answered the king, Amen, 
It is true, as if the Lord your God himself had said it, my Lord and King. My Lord and King, the Lord has been with you, and now I pray that he will be with Solomon, and I pray that King Solomon's kingdom will grow and be even more powerful than yours, my Lord and King. So Zadok, Nathan, Benaiah, and the king's officers obeyed King David. They put Solomon on David's mule and went with him to Gihon Spring. Zadok the priest carried the oil from the holy tent and poured it on Solomon's head to show that he was the new king. They blew the trumpet and all the people shouted, Long live King Solomon! Then all the people followed Solomon back into the city. They were very happy and excited. They were playing flutes and making so much noise that the ground shook. Meanwhile, Adonijah and his guests were just finishing their meal. They heard the sound of the trumpet and Joab asked, What is that noise? What is happening in the city? While Joab was still speaking, Jonathan, son of Abiathar the priest, arrived. Adonijah said, Come here. You are a good man, so you must be bringing good news. But Jonathan answered, No, it is not good news for you. King David has made Solomon the new king. King David sent Zadok the priest, Nathan the prophet, Benaiah, son of Jehoiada, and all the king's officers with Solomon out to Gihon Spring. They put Solomon on the king's mule. Zadok the priest and Nathan the prophet anointed Solomon at Gihon Spring and then went back into the city. The people followed them, and now everyone in the city is celebrating. That is the noise you hear. Yes, Solomon has now become king. Also, uh, the king's officers went to tell King David how happy they are for him. They said, King David, we pray that God will make Solomon even more famous than you. <laughs> and we pray that Solomon's kingdom will be even greater than yours. And then from his bed, the king bowed and said, uh, Praise the Lord, God of Israel. He has put one of my sons on my throne this day, and he has let me live to see it. All of Adonijah's guests were afraid and left very quickly. Adonijah was also afraid of Solomon, so he went and held on to the horns of the altar. Then someone told Solomon, Adonijah is afraid of you, King Solomon. He is at the holy tent holding onto the horns of the altar, and he refuses to leave. Adonijah says, Tell King Solomon to promise that he will not kill me. So Solomon answered, If Adonijah shows that he is a good man, I promise that not a hair on his head will be hurt. But if he does anything wrong, he will die. Then King Solomon sent some men to Adonijah. When he was brought in, he approached the king and bowed down before him. Then Solomon said, Go home. Second Kings chapter 2 
verses 1 through 12. The time came for David to die. So he gave these commands to Solomon. Everyone must die. And that time for me has come. But you must be strong and brave. You must do what the Lord your God commands. Live the way he wants you to live. Obey all his laws, commands, decisions, and agreements as they are written in the law of Moses. If you do this, you will be successful at whatever you do. And wherever you go, you and your descendants must always be careful how you live. You must make every effort to follow the Lord faithfully and sincerely. If you do this, he will keep his promise to me that the king of Israel will always be someone from our family. David also said, You know the trouble that Joab, son of Zoria, caused me. He killed two of the commanders of Israel's army, Abner, son of Ner, and Amasa, son of Jether. He acted like they were still at war, but it was during a time of peace. So killing them made him guilty of murder. Use your best judgment in deciding what to do with him. But don't let him die peacefully of old age. Also, be kind to the children of Berzali from Gilead. Be friends with them and let them eat at your table because they helped me when I ran away from your brother, Absalom. And remember, Shemai, son of Gera, is still around. He is the Benjamite from Bahurim who cursed me when I ran away to Bahanaim. But when he came down to meet me at the Jordan River, I made a promise to him before the Lord that I would not kill him. Now, don't leave him unpunished. You are a wise man. You will know what you must do. But don't let him die peacefully of old age. Then David died and was buried in the city of David. David ruled Israel for 40 years. He ruled for seven years in Hebron and 33 years in Jerusalem. Acts chapter 10, verses 23 to 48. Peter asked the men to come in and stay for the night. The next day, Peter got ready and went away with the three men. Some of the believers from Joppa went with him. The next day, they came to the city of Caesarea. Cornelius was waiting for them and had already gathered his relatives and close friends at his house. When Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him. He fell down at Peter's feet and worshipped him. But Peter told him to get up. Peter said, Stand up! I am only a man like you. Peter continued talking with Cornelius. Then Peter went inside and saw a large group of people gathered there. Peter said to the people, You understand the Jewish law does not allow us to associate with or visit anyone who is not a Jew. 
But God has shown me that I should not say that certain people are impure or wrong to associate with. That's why I didn't argue when your men asked me to come here. Now, please tell me why you sent for me. Cornelius said, Four days ago, I was praying in my house. It was at the same time, three o'clock in the afternoon. Suddenly, there was someone standing before me wearing bright, shiny clothes. He said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and has seen your gifts to the poor. He remembers you and all you have done. So send some men to the city of Joppa and tell Simon Peter to come. He is staying with another man named Simon, a leather worker who has a house beside the sea. So I sent for you immediately. It was very good of you to come here. Now we are all here before God to hear everything the Lord God has commanded you to tell us. Peter began to speak. Now I understand that God does not consider some people to be better than others. He accepts anyone who worships him and does what is right it is not important what nation they come from. God has spoken to the people of Israel. He sent them the good news that peace has come through Jesus Christ. Jesus is the one who is Lord over all people. You know what has happened all over Judea. It began in Galilee. After John told the people they needed to be baptized. You know about Jesus from Nazareth. God chose him to be the Messiah by giving him the Holy Spirit and power. Jesus went everywhere doing good for people. He healed those who ruled by the devil, proving that God was with him. We saw all that Jesus did in Judea and in Jerusalem. But he was killed. They put him on a cross made of wood. But on the third day after his death, God raised him to life and let him be seen openly. He was not seen by all the people, but only by us, the ones God had already chosen to be witnesses. We ate and drank with him after he was raised from death. Jesus told us to go and speak to the Jewish people. He told us to tell them that he is the one chosen by God to be the judge of all who are living and all who have died. Everyone who believes in Jesus will have their sins forgiven through his name. All the prophets agree that this is true. While Peter was still speaking with these words, the Holy Spirit came down on all those who were listening to his speech. The Jewish believers who came with Peter were amazed that the Holy Spirit had been poured out as a gift also to people who were not Jews. 
they heard them speak different languages and praising God. Then Peter said, How anyone can object to these people being baptized in water? They have received the Holy Spirit the same as we did. So Peter told them to baptize Cornelius and his relatives and friends in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them for a few days. Acts chapter 11, verses 1 through 18. The apostles and the believers in Judea heard what had happened, that even non-Jewish people had accepted God's message. But when Peter came to Jerusalem, some Jewish believers criticized him. They said, You went into the homes of non-Jews and even ate with them. So Peter explained the whole story to them. He said, while I was praying, I had a vision. I saw something coming down from heaven. It looked like a big sheet being lowered to the ground by its four corners. It came down close to me, and I looked inside. I saw all kinds of animals, including wild ones, as well as reptiles and birds. I heard a voice say to me, Get up, Peter. Kill anything here and eat it. But I said, I can't do that, Lord. I have never eaten anything that our law says is impure or wrong to eat. But the voice from heaven answered again, God has made these things pure, so don't say they are not. This happened three times. Then the whole thing was taken back into heaven. Suddenly, there were three men standing outside the house where I was staying. They had been sent from Caesarea to get me. The Spirit told me to go with them without wondering if it was all right. These six brothers here also went with me, and we went to the house of Cornelius. He told us about the angel who had appeared to him in his house. The angel has said, Send some men to Joppa to get Simon, the one who is also called Peter. He will speak to you, and the message he tells you will save you and everyone living in your house. After I began speaking, the Holy Spirit came on them, just as he came on us at the beginning. Then I remembered the words of the Lord Jesus. John baptized people in water, but you will be baptized in the Holy Spirit. God gave these people the same gift he gave us who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. So how could I object to what God wanted to do? When the Jewish believers heard this, they stopped arguing. They praised God and said, So God is allowing even those who are not Jews to change their hearts so that they can have the life He gives. 
Psalms chapter 74, verses 10 through 17. God, how much longer will the enemy make fun of you? Will you let them insult your name forever? Why won't you help us? Use your power to defeat our enemies. God, you have been our king for a long time. You have saved us many times on this earth. With your great power, you split open the sea and broke the heads of the sea monster. Yes, you smashed the heads of Leviathan and left his body for animals to eat. You make the springs and rivers flow, and you make the rivers dry up. You control the day and the night. You made the sun and the moon. You set the limits for everything on earth, and you created summer and winter. Lord, remember the enemy insulted you. Those foolish people hate your name. Don't give us like a helpless dove to those wild animals. Never forget your poor, suffering people. Thank you, everyone. That was day 167. Join us for day 168. We're continuing in the book of First Kings. And in chapter 2, we hear about Solomon and Adonijah. And he claims that everyone in Israel wanted him to be king many years ago. But he goes in to see Bathsheba and asks her for a favor. In the meanwhile, Solomon asks the Lord for wisdom. And in the book of Acts, good news comes to Antioch as the church in Jerusalem sends out Barnabas. And then a supernatural event happens when Peter is thrown into prison and then angels help walk him out. We hope you enjoyed today's verses. Be sure to leave us a positive review and to share this podcast with your friends and family. Please join us for the next episode as we experience the Bible in one year. Did you know we offer online courses in creative writing, literature, and web design? Visit us at storymaster.online to learn more.